0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch, and it's season three, episode two, called "Sons and Lovers." I am your host, Gamow Hats, and joining me is Red Nightmare, as always. Hello. Hey everybody, we're back into season three now. It's important to note that the title "Sons and Lovers" it's, it's sons, you know, like the big fiery thing. It's Get, <laughs> the big gassy ball in the sky a bit of wordplay going on there maybe yeah yeah, Joppy's still around (laughs) so yeah we've previous episode was a season of death that was you know continuing on the story of uh, everything that happened at the end of season two we got Aaron back but now uh, Zan is dying again it it was it was a continuation of all that stuff this episode is much more back to the old standalone plot kind of thing But as usual with Farscape, not without uh, relevant character moments and nope. and things. Yeah, we get those. Oh, do we ever? <laughs> oh yeah. Do we ever?
1: Oh, do we get those? Damn. I mean,
0: I, that's that's the good stuff, right? That's yep. stuff we want. So let's talk about the episode. Let's let's get into what actually happens. So we start out with just. I have um, written down
1: the Farscape porn channel.
0: Oh well, yeah, because Rigel... Of course it's Rigel. Rigel, (laughs) he's uh, fiddling with one of the clamshells. He's able to get it working, and it's seeing into, I think it's the cargo bay. Because he can hear, you can hear immediately, Chiana, you know, having sex. You can hear that.
1: Oh, yeah. Very clear moaning.
0: Yeah. And then he turns it on, and then you can see her again, like we've seen before, like her from the back, you know, naked and... Going up and down. Up and down, yeah. And Mm -hmm. then he's, so you think, okay, he's spying on her and Dargo, then...
1: In the corner, you can see that it's not Dargo in the corner. Of the no. Central. That's not, that's not Dargo. That's his son. That's
0: Joffy. Yeah, again. So, Rigel didn't know yet, but he does now. Yep, because Rigel is a massive perv, and that's yep. why... He, that's how he finds I'm out. I'm assuming he watched that the whole way through. He's like, oh, this is... Oh, that's interesting. I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> you disgusting old man, Rigel. Yeah. Meanwhile... Everybody else is off the ship, and they're on a commerce station. And we actually yep. get, I think, one of the most detailed CG shots we've seen. Yes. It still holds up pretty well. I think uh, it's very brightly colored and kind of cartoony in style of CG, a little bit, compared to more recent see that, stuff. Yeah. But it's very bright, and you've got like this big station with rings for around. And I like because it does something we rarely see, which is that it, like, it pans across it. And then we go, kind of zoom in to Moya, who's actually docked there.
1: What else I really like is that there's like a train moving over it, if you look closely.
0: There's a lot of stuff going on. It's all very bright and colourful, like I said. And actually, Mm -hmm. looks pretty good. But what's going on is, well, Crichton is at the bar. I like how he's like,
1: well, basically, I've got it all. I've got all the money I can spend. I can do whatever I want. Harvey up here is locked locked in his cell. Yep. But, of course, my friend needs to go find a Planet to recuperate, and you're not getting anything I'm saying," he asked the barkeeper.
0: And um, we should point out that the barkeeper is another Jim Henson creation.
1: That's so cool.
0: It's really good. So, basically, he's a large, fat spider person. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's actually a very good description.
0: Because he's really huge, um, and he's got like a little cap on, but he's got a, at least, at least six, possibly eight arms coming out. I mean, of the...
1: He's probably standing on two of them.
0: Oh yeah, no, he's, it's funny because it's not like a puppet face, you've actually got an actor in there under a lot of makeup and you can see his mouth and eyes and stuff, but you've got all this puppetry and uh, costuming around him, so he's got this huge back, kind of hunched back with these limbs coming off it. It's What amazed me about this is like, going in I was like, okay, this is probably just going to be a one-off, right? this yeah. episode. So they do all of this for like one episode. This isn't I don't think this is a costume you can easily reuse for, in another situation. Maybe pieces of it? But yeah. yeah. But Most like, of it
1: is pretty unique.
0: Yeah, so it's like you spent they spent all this money just for this guy for this episode, which is really cool. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, that <laughs> imagine trying to ask for the budget for that. It's like, can't you just put him in, you know, a different put a lizard head on him? It's like, no, we want to give him eight arms <laughs> <laughs>
1: really. doing a cgi sir that you're would tw- not have
0: worked <laughs> yeah. you're 20 years early
1: with that answer oh yeah
0: sorry. whenever they do the cg shots most of the time it's by themselves uh, I... not mixing in live action because that's when you get into the problem of you really notice that it doesn't fit in yeah all right anyway cretons at the bar getting drunk and basically ev- everyone else is there so uh and the barman's name is Mordel, which will come up mm-hmm. later. Uh, but Dargo comes in and says hi to John. And he's very happy. Maybe had a little bit to drink. Yeah. He comes in and says, You wanna see see what I got? See what I got? I got these uh these union tattoos.
1: Yeah, and they're basically he it's like two I guess plates and he can use those to basically burn that into You burn yeah. it into your flesh and like, wolf
0: it's a brand is what it is
1: and he's like uh, he, he's going to propose to Chiana and they'll they'll get branded I'm
0: like what the hell what the hell you think you're getting a wife or cattle well he's going well the idea is like he does it to her and himself as well yeah so that they're like they share that thing but I actually
1: think that the smaller one is given to one person and the outer ring is given to the other so, so that they, they,
0: they match they, yeah yeah so they, they can hug and those two overlap it's really interesting but he's like he's very excited about it it's like yeah i'm gonna propose to her and then and john is like um d i i mean he's very careful about this but he's like look i'm not gonna say she's gonna say no but sh- she could say no.
1: Yeah, like, I've
0: seen how you two
1: have been acting lately.
0: That's probably not going to work.
1: Yeah. Important note, John has no idea about what Chiana's doing with Jothi.
0: No, he doesn't. But, like, it still makes sense that that's how he would see that, because oh, yeah. it feels odd that, like, Dargo... I mean, Dargo's like, oh, no, she'll understand. She'll settle down and live with me. <laughs> and John's kind of like, have you met Chiana? <laughs> <laughs> I, what it's I really like... like about this scene is that it goes from, how
1: could she say no? Cuts right to Chiana and uh, Jothi still going. Yeah, it's like, um, or just finishing up. Uh, yeah, oh, I was like, oh, how could she yeah. say no? Well, she's not saying no to your son. Oh! oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the kind of thing that would get you killed by Dargo. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. That, Sorry, It, it <laughs> would rightfully get me killed by Dargo. Yeah, but the rest of the crew are also on the commerce station doing their own things as well. Zan and Stark are walking around, and Stark is like, "Listen, I'm going to find you a planet where you can recuperate. We can get make you better." He's bought some maps mm. from two attendants.
1: Uh, we just paid to bring them to the uh, to their ship. And oh right, I like that. Sounds like gave okay, just gave that man like three hundred. Uh, space credits. Yes, space credits. That's a year's salary. <laughs> and I like how blasé Stark is about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the servant class never gets paid enough anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because he's, you know, a Bannock slave, right? Yeah, it, make, it makes sense. He's like, I've got the money to spare. I'm not going to... No, yeah. That ...people something. And then Erin comes in as well. She's been out shopping. Karan's like, ooh, what'd you get? You get anything good? And she's like, Scar- I... Uh-huh. You know, lip liner. And he's like, I got a gun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? I love that. That kind of is... That's uh, exactly it's, what Aaron would get. It's a little summary of their kind of, sort of their relationship, but also like Aaron's character is like, oh, did you get lip liner? No, I got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> there's several guns. Mm-hmm. And so they're just sitting there chatting and, you know, you know, he's still very drunk or a little bit drunk. And then there's a woman at the bar who asks if he is John Crichton. And Aaron's immediately
1: like, no, we don't know this John Critton, or
0: whatever. Nope, don't know him, don't know who he is. And they're like, oh, well... he need to gamut base, uh, that he... That he's been going across the galaxy, and they say raping and pillaging. This, and it's kind of when John is like, hey, whoa, okay, first of all... <laughs> let's, get the, let's set the record straight. straight. Where are you people getting these stories from? It's like, there was no raping... Very little pillaging. <laughs> and, and from blue cat did all the eye uh, eyeball eye. popping, yeah. It's like, well, now you've blown the cover. But it turns out that these people are actually okay
1: with him because yeah. they hate peacekeepers.
0: Yeah, because, you know, it starts off with, a, like, are you John Crichton? Oh, I heard. And it's like, yes. It's like, well, great. We hate peacekeepers too. <laughs> hey. Fix on me. Uh, the makeup on this woman, uh, her name is uh, Borlick mm-hmm. And she's got... Yellow contacts in her eyes and like little tattoos on the side of her head, sort of close cropped hair and little like bumps under her eyes. So like little bit of alien type makeup. It's enough that you're like, okay, this is a humanoid alien.
1: Still very much an alien.
0: So she orders John a drink and then a massive storm hits the station and everything goes to hell. Yeah. At that point, we don't actually know it's a storm, but it's a storm. Yeah, they get knocked about and stuff falls down and thud. And uh, we get the opening,
1: which I'll admit I'm warming up to.
0: <laughs> like I said, you'll get used to it. I, I like both of them equally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no
0: opinion one way or the other. <laughs> so we come back from the uh, opening titles and everyone is kind of dusting themselves off. They're mostly all right. Well, Aaron's trapped under some rubble, but Dargo gets it off her and she's yeah, okay. It's fine. And I like that.
1: Aaron asks, John, are you okay? And John's response is, yeah, nothing like a bomb to sober you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, because Moya was docked with the station, then she's been thrown about as well. Mm-hmm. And we go back to see uh, Pilot calls Chiana and uh, still, well, still getting dressed, really. And they're like, okay, okay, come on, we've got to help. There's this, you need to close off this uh, area. And, yeah, hatch is blown, stuff like mm, that. And just as they're about to leave, or she's about to go, they're actually having, so, okay, they were having sex in the cargo bay, which is where they're keeping the Interons, who are the people in the cryopods from the last yes. episode, which is a little bit creepy, a little bit weird. Uh, I mean, Jossie mentioned that, yeah. but
1: Janna's like, look, Dargo hates the cold, so if he comes back early, he won't find this here.
0: Yeah, it's the perfect <laughs> cover. Jothi being half Luxon is like, yeah, I don't like this that much either. <laughs> so, Chiana goes off to go, you know, fix the blown hatch, and Jothi sees one of the frozen interons is actually starting to move.
1: Yeah, it's like the pod slammed open due to the explosion, and the interim's
0: waking up. So he's got to stay there, basically. They're like, stay there, keep an eye on them, I'm going to go fix the thing. What if he heard us? Just pro- he probably didn't. Just I need to go fix stuff. And so on her way out, Chiana bumps into Rigel, who's immediately like, "Where are you going, you slut!" It's like and immediately, Chiana responds like, "What did you just say?" And Rigel's like, "I saw you. I know what's going on." You you didn't see anything.
1: The perfect line, I think, is half breed, cryopods. Anything of any of these words getting you wet?
0: Oh yeah. It's oh god. Rigel's really. Not only, like, telling her he knows, but really twisting the knife a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, she's like, oh, God, please don't tell Dargo. And Ryder's like, I won't need to. He's Luxon. He'll smell Jothy all over you, man. Uh-huh. It's like, and she's like, oh, sh- oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> oh, crap, that's actually how that works, right. Right, I forgot. <laughs> so Dargo is making, well, he's making his way back in a transport pod.
1: He actually took the... I think they're still docked. 'Cause people move back and forth oh, with right, Moya yeah. later on a lot. I think he's gone
0: to Moya, grabbed a, a transport pod, and started looking around for survivors. But yeah, he's looking around to see what, what the damage is. And we actually get a shot like from inside the transport pod, looking out through the front view screen of all yep. the damage and this just clutter everywhere and you can see Moya in the back and there's like a docking mm-hmm. ring above them. He also spots another ship that is completely empty, as far as he can tell mm-hmm so there's no one there just pull it in at that point I don't even think he knows there's
1: no one in there it's like there might be survivors in there we need to get them to safety
0: yeah and he says but Moira is okay but tangled up in a bunch of cables so back with Crichton and everyone else uh, we're trying to figure out why this is happening or what happened or what's going on <laughs> Bullock says that oh it's true then this station must be cursed it's like, wait what cursed it's like how is cursed. it cursed Hang on. But bollock tells Crichton that this commerce station is in a religious place, basically. It's yeah. built in... Still lands? Sacred stillness. Right. Yeah. We must be cursed because we're buying and trading in this sacred stillness. And there were two other stations, mm-hmm. and they were both destroyed by storms. No, I think we one Both burned, destroyed. Yeah.
1: The other one was destroyed by a meteor shower,
0: mm. and they've been having
1: more and more intense storms.
0: Yeah, like it's solar station. storms and stuff. And so yeah. like we must be cursed, they don't want us here. And they're like, well, no, that sounds crazy. And like, mm-hmm. But the storms are aimed at the station. It's like they're not just randomly hitting us, they're targeted. It's like, that's weird, you can't aim a storm. See,
1: then the curse must be true. It's not how that works, but
0: fine. Uh, let's be fair, weirder things have happened in Farzky. That's fair, that's fair, I guess. So back with uh, Jothi in the cargo bay, the Interon who's waking up, he's out of the pod. He's got all black sort of gear on. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because he's humanoid, right? And the, thing, the only major difference is his hairline.
1: Yeah, it's Which,
0: way higher. It's way higher and there's like a series of points like that his hair is like teased into. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really the only difference.
1: His face seems a bit more blocky. Yeah, that's true.
0: That might just be the actor, I don't know. (laughs) That's true. So Jothy is uh, talking to him, trying to figure out what happened to him, why he's there. And he says that um, they're on a mission looking for someone, but uh, he and the other one, because there were two pods, uh, they got sick, but someone called Jewel found them. "Um, Yeah. All right, sure. After this brief conversation, he vomits all over Jothy and dies. (laughs) (laughs) There is...
1: That it totally happens, but there is one minor little detail that I love, mm. because Jothy's asking like, "Did, did you hear anything before you woke up? Was mm. anything right. you noticed?" And he says like, "Yes, I heard a thumping noise. It didn't last very long." <laughs>
0: Jothy's oh. like, like oh, "Okay." okay. <laughs> And it's he, just that it didn't last very long. It was So nice. And I should point out, Joffy is only, he's shirtless at the moment because he still hasn't yeah. got dressed properly. But like the guy like collapses in front of him and he's like, no, okay, no, don't, don't. And it just throws up all <laughs> over. him. I love the little bits where you can see how clearly he is Dargo's son because when he gets angry, he's like, oh, come off, oh, frill. <laughs> exactly. We've oh, seen Dargo do he... that before. <laughs> but yeah, he just throws up over him and then just keels over is like, eh, dead. And meanwhile, Tiana has managed to get to the vent and... because Jossie's like, you gotta help me, this guy's died. It's like, look, sort it out yourself, I've got my own problems. <laughs> and she seals the vent, but when she looks out, so like the steam clears, and she can see on the station there's another window that looking into and there's a child trapped yeah. there. So they're like, okay, somewhere deep in the station there's some children trapped, and we need to get them out. So they relay this information to Aaron and Crichton and everyone else. So they're like, okay, we need to go look for them. And Aaron says, where can we get to? He's like, And Mordil tells them that there's some uh, ventilation shafts, basically, or tunnels that they can go through that should get them down to the area where the children probably are. And so Aaron's like, right, I'm going to go do that. And John's like, hey, wait for me. I'm going to I'll come with you. So they head off into the... There's basically a big tunnel or a big tube that they pop into. Mm-hmm. And there's a quick cutaway to uh, Jothi and Shiana arguing about it. She says, you killed him. You killed the interior. I was like, no, I didn't. He just no, died. I he just, just died. died. Okay? I would have, even if he knew, I would have, wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> and then we find out that Dargo is bringing that ship that he found. He's bringing that on board. Yeah. And, like, well, so, we'll and they want, he wants Shiana and Jothi to stand by to check if it's not hostile or not. Janet tells Jossie to go bathe. He's like, what? He's like, go bathe, right? You're half and What can you smell? Imagine what Dargo's going to smell if we don't go bathe right now. And he's like, fine, fine. Uh, they're really dealing with the fact that they've screwed up hugely. Yeah. like, okay, Screw no. Screw being the operative word here. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we've got to hide this. we got uh, Rigel knows. But now we got to go bathe. Like, ah, I don't no." This is all falling apart. So, back now to Aaron and Crichton, who are crawling through the ventilation ducts. Aaron says uh, she's been thinking about how Peacekeepers relieve tension. Yeah. Oh, God, this is so kind of awkward, but
1: like... <laughs> I love how when they go into the tube, by the way, at the start, there's like,
0: uh, Aaron says, after me, and John responds, after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Aaron says, I've been thinking about how this thing between us and uh, Peacekeepers... Relieve tension by reducing reducing, fluid levels, reducing bodily fluids. And John's like, Wait, what are you talking about? It's like sex, we can have sex if you want. And John's like, "Hmm." Uh, (laughs) Just like how awkward it is at first. Where she's like, "Uh, Exchange bodily fluids, reduce bodily fluids. He's like. Uh duh, sex John, sex Oh <laughs> <laughs> And he's like uh this be for you or for me? Then she says both of us. Interestingly Crichton is a little bit reluctant. He says like I don't want your charity. Yeah, it's like I have two perfectly got- <laughs> working hands. <laughs> I can relieve tension perfectly fine by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It's just, it made me think back to... Um, yeah, kill my the own sex Kill <laughs> <laughs> my What's it in his head, yeah. But um, while they're doing this, like, because they're crawling in this tunnel, like, John's actually kind of right up on her, mm-hmm. and they're getting very close and intimate, and it's like, he says that, but he's, you know, not entirely. 100%. The way
1: I read it is, like, it's not the sex to him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's about more than that. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: the relationship. That and if it's like, here's the constellation prize, it's just gonna be like, no.
0: Yeah, he says, like, I don't want your charity. No,
1: exactly. Like, yeah. but she's like,
0: it's not charity. Well, I know? want,
1: I want a relationship, or not. Like, I no.
0: Yeah, because remember, like last episode, Aaron was like, look, we're not gonna act on these feelings. We're going because I want to keep my head clear in battle. Still thinking like a peacekeeper, really. Uh, but uh, it's interesting because now she's like seems to be coming around on well we can have sex if you like <laughs> it's like gradually encroaching more onto that territory just, I think she's maybe a little bit trying to have I, her cake and eat it too it's like I, I you, don't it's rela- a, you don't want the relationship you don't want the relationship but you want to have sex with John
1: I think it's mostly a friends with benefits arrangement she's yeah, that's what posing what she's going and for. that John's like I I have no interest in that
0: no John wants a proper relationship yeah but there's enough subtext and kind of tension between the two that it's not like they're entirely on a different page.
1: No, it's 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 complicated. Their exactly. Facebook status would be it's complicated.
0: <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, but Erin, it was interesting because she's like, "Oh, we could do this," and John's like, oh, "I don't know." But the more she talks about, it, she's like, "Oh, you want to do it now?" <laughs> While we're supposed, and I'm like, "Okay, I know that you want to do this, Erin. That was not really the time." Yeah. There's a time and a place for this. Trapped children, okay? There's a child that you're going to find. And, and oh, God, the way this scene ends is really silly. It's weird. It's, it's silly because she, like, goes into, like, there's a little small room that, with, like, tunnels leading off, and she stands on a hatch and is like, come on, John, are you sure? And, like, unzips her jacket uh-huh. and, like, you know, getting undressed. And as soon as that happens, she just falls through the floor. And I'm like, I was what? Like, you okay? are you okay? And it takes a while, but finally she responds, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine, it stinks down here, and it's like, she radios up, to them and they're like, oh yes, you found the, uh, correct pipe, and it's like, it's just, great, that, great. it's just that she stands up, like, unzips the top, unzips her jacket, and just immediately falls through the floor. It's like, <laughs> what? That's,
1: that's the sensor suddenly stepping in. No, nope, no, nope, remove that grate! <laughs>
0: oh! <laughs> yeah, oh god. So, Aaron falls down, and she's gonna go, keep going, Mm-hmm. John says, "No, you got to stay there. Let me come pull you up." And she's like, "No, I'm going to keep looking." So John's like, "Ah, God, Dad can't help you with you, Dad. Damn it!" And then he goes back to everyone else and gets on the con with Pilot, who says that the storm that came off that hit the station, it turned 90 degrees to hit them.
1: Yeah, it's like storms don't do that. No. So it's like,
0: oh, it must be cursed. Oh, okay. They're, they're pretty convinced now that there's something on this. Yeah, something inch. else is going on. Something on the station must be drawing the storms there.
1: Yeah, and I like... Rigel is like, oh, in that case, we need to take boy and leave. We just need to get out of here. But it's like, there's a lot of people that still need help. There's that little girl. I don't care about a little girl. To which John responds, yes. But that's why you're the humanitarian of this group. <laughs> anyway, let's go Scooby-Doo time.
0: Oh, God, the references and nicknames are flying fast with Crichton. Yeah. It's good. That's, that shows that he's, he's himself. <laughs> yep. But there's also another problem in that another storm is heading there and it'll be there in two arms. So mm-hmm. now you've got this, now you've got only a limited amount of time to get out of there. They're like, well, who, okay, who would destroy the station? Who would want that to happen? And Mordel reluctantly tells them who would do that. And like we said, not only are they, you know, supposedly the gods or whatever, who's sacred stillness they're in and they could be cursing us like no there's also a religious sect who are not okay with this yeah basically they build a station on the indian burial
1: ground and this is what they got
0: yeah it's very much like that's why john's like it's scooby-doo time (laughs) although it's also like it's in the it's in the bible stuff like jesus like turns over a bunch of tables at the like a holy place that's actually doing gambling gambling and stuff it's like no this is not okay it reminded me a bit of that. <laughs> I mean,
1: there, there's a difference between turning tables and attracting deadly storms.
0: Yeah, this is true. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an order of magnitude yeah, kind of thing. yeah. There's like, I think it's <laughs> flipping over a
1: few tables just about the bottom. I mean, writing an angry letter is probably below that, but attracting yeah. devastating <laughs> space station destroying storms. Yeah, no, that's it's pretty about high, a up, new, thermonuclear
0: war. That's quite high, yeah, that's quite yeah. high. <laughs> So they're like, OK, so we've got to find these guys who must be drawing them there with some kind of signal or lure or whatever it is. Yeah, we need to find that
1: thing. Borlix is uh, is basically like, yeah, there's no way you're going to be able to search all 12 decks of this. And John's like, I might have an idea
0: about that. <laughs> so then we go back to Moya, and we see that there's the ship Dargo has brought aboard. Mm-hmm. It's reasonably small about the size of a transport pod. It, it's wedge-shaped with two little nacelles coming off the front, like mm-hmm. down under it. Yeah. So it's it's a fairly simple design. Um, but now that it's inside Moya, uh, Dargo's trying to get into it, but there's like a defense screen around it. He can't, can't touch it.
1: Yeah, and as far as Violet can see, it's empty. There's
0: no one inside, but they can't get in. It's like, huh, that's weird. We'll we'll leave that for later.
1: Yeah, quite literally, we'll leave that for a later episode because that thing never comes up again today.
0: (laughs) But, uh, of course, Chiana and Jothy are there, but Dargo says to Chiana, it's like, I'm sorry, we're arguing a bit, and I've been kind of cranky and angry and stuff. He's like, "Uh, I'm sorry, and I I want to talk. And Chiana's basically like, one,
1: I have stuff to do, and two,
0: have you ever
1: considered that I might not be ready to talk yet?
0: Yeah, she does say, you know, just because you are doesn't mean I am. Yeah. so like, I, I gotta, I gotta, this, I, I need to take care of this thing. Pilot wants me to fix this hatch, this bulkhead. Uh, I, we'll talk later, okay? And Dago's like, alright, fine. Okay, we'll talk later. I,
1: I also like how he's at some point like, what's that smell? Smells Jothi's like, did you put on beating perfume? She's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Chan's like, yeah, no, I gave him some of that. I gave oh. him some stuff from Xan, yeah. That's nice. You, sl- you smell lovely, Joffy. It's like, <laughs> <Joppy's> like, <laughs> like gets oh, angry. no. And he like, walks away. And like, come on. Hey. I, was just jo- I was just joking. I
0: was just teasing you, man. He's like, ah, yeah, no, I'm out of here. Stupid I... dad jokes. <laughs> Again, though, it's like, I I think I said before, but Joffy reminds me of like early season of like season one Dargo. Yeah, (laughs) he just gets really angry like very easily, and he's like, "No, stop making fun of me!" I mean, to be fair, that (laughs) saying something
1: like that to kids usually has this response.
0: Well, especially Joffy, you know, he's half Luxon. I don't want to say like macho guy, but he's like the somewhat like manly honor type guy. He's also a half-peacekeeper, so that's not helping. Yeah, so they're like, I smelled nice. Brruh, brruh. No, I should be punching things and fighting. <laughs> but Dargo... Taking fear and doing
1: lumberjacking.
0: Exactly. But we know that Dargo kind of is... He's, he's okay with that.
1: He's hes more relaxed. Like, okay. He's only
0: just... He is he's just playfully teasing Joffy. Yeah. He's not actually making fun of him. No. <laughs> so, the plan that John had... It's actually what I ho- was hoping it would be is like he grabbed all the DRDs off Moya and put them on the station, and so all the DRDs are going to go searching, which is
1: I have to admit that's a good idea
0: yeah, and so Stark and Xan are fiddling with <laughs> did you catch this as well he calls it a uh, one eye <laughs> remember way back when when yeah the one that uh, John that John broke in the first episode yeah, in the first episode we got fired off the canopy of uh, <laughs> of the Farscape module. Mm-hmm. And he calls it one eye, and so he's trying to get it working. I had not caught that. I didn't hear him say one eye. And it's actually got like one of the eye stalks is taped up. Good. <laughs> I'm insane. so glad they're keeping that. Yeah, I like stuff like that. But uh, he and Zan are doing that. But he's like, okay, I've got it. But uh, he says, look, let me take a look at you, Zan. Are you okay? She's like, no, just go away No, I don't want to. And she's like, please let me look at you. He's like, no, Stark, come on, we'll focus and then, on this. He kind and of then Stark gets aggressive. Look. Let me look now! Now! I find that interesting, because we
1: see the manic Stark show up, mm, Yeah. but in this case, it's an affectionate manic Stark. Well, sort of. He's like,
0: no, I need to see it! Let me see it now! Yeah, it's,
1: it's mostly because he doesn't want her uh, to keep him in the dark about
0: this. No. So she... And she's been wearing, uh, basically, like a scarf around her head, mm-hmm. and she peels it back off the top of her head, and it's... There's, it's kind of st- almost stuck there. There's goop mm-hmm. there. And we actually see sores, but they look like uh, what we saw when she was starved in um, Home on the Remains.
1: Something like
0: that. At least like the early stages of that, with like yeah. little buds, tiny little things popping up all over her head.
1: I love what Stark does because he, before he reaches to her head, he first kisses his own hand and then starts. Yeah, looking at him. he very clearly cares a lot about uh, Zan. Which is the reason why he was so aggressive just a moment ago about he wanted to see. Like, like, I care too much about you to just, like, you hide this and carry this burden yourself.
0: Let me help you. But the problem is, they, looking at this, he's like, oh no. This is worse than we predicted. You're getting worse qu- more quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to find you a place to recuperate. With the right soil and everything. And Zan is like, no, uh, I've accepted this. You know, I've accepted that this is happening. And you should as well. You're the expert on dying here. You've helped many people cross over. And then he
1: uh, responds with, yeah, but I'm not an expert on you dying.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's That's a nice line. Yeah. So either in a few episodes' time they're all going to get their hearts broken or some magic crap is going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one or the other.
0: So, uh back with Joffy and Chiana and Dargo, they're back in the cargo bay trying to, well, just clean up basically. And, um, okay.
1: Audience, I hope you're sitting down for this scene.
0: Yeah, this oh, this is this is intense Ooh. because Joffy and Chiana are talking and they, and he says it's the classic thing of like I think he knows and Dargo turns around and says, "Knows what?" Yeah, <laughs> it was like oh, like, not, I don't know what to. T- uh, I'm not going to tell him. Tell tell whom? Uh, and it was something like I forget. Like they, they make up some kind of excuse. Yeah, it's
1: like uh, about how uh, this guy croaked.
0: Yeah, about how the. we going to tell John that this this enteron died. He's like, I'm sure he'll be fine. And Dago's sniffing. He's like, hmm, I smell something. Jothy and Chen are leaving just at the door. He's like, I smell something. And we do have it like that close up on Dargo and then those two in the background. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not Joffy's bathing lotion. It's like what is it? And he's like very stern. He's like why are you both here? And it's like oh, we were just checking up on the pods and you know, we're just going downstairs. It
1: was like I was going to help you with. Uh, that's why Dargo was actually coming down, right? He right, was going yeah. To help Janna with uh,
0: one of the fence. And she's like, "Yeah, why? Why aren't you there?" And uh, oh, I'm, go- we're going there now. And yeah, like, yeah.
1: And Dargo's like,
0: "I don't believe we're... you." No. And then Janna like, "Have you been talking to Rigel?" About what? And he's very stern. Very. He's not. Like, he's not like yelling. He's just like no, kind of calm rage, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, oh, and then Joffy
1: walks up to Chiana and stands behind her, yeah. almost defensively behind her, uh, to, a little bit uh, to their left. And that's pretty much when Dargo puts two and two together.
0: Or at least when it's confirmed for him, because it's pretty clear he suspects something. And then that happens he's like, you two of you have betrayed me. He gets something out from his c- coat and he says, shows Chiana the tattoo that he got. He showed mm-hmm. John earlier and says, you know what this is? Oh, was a union tattoo. Yeah. This is. I was going to give this to you, but now you will never, n- you will never get it.
1: It's also Janna is pleading with him this whole time, but Darg was just brushing it off because he's he's fuming inside. Oh yeah. And he gra- he grabs Jothy and is like, maybe you should have it.
0: Yeah. And he's like, no, no, don't, don't. And he's like, rips his like pulls his shirt up and like jams it into Jothy's stomach. Yeah,
1: and he just Joffy is
0: quite visibly in pain. Yeah, like I said, it's like a brand; it basically burns it into their skin. Yeah, and he, and Dago leaves and he says, "I'm never listening to anything either of you have to say to me again."
1: There's no way we can do the tension in this episode justice.
0: No, it's so tense. This scene. And, because like we said, I mean, when this started happening, we were like, "Oh, this is this is not okay," because it's Dago's. I guess partner and his son hooking yeah. up together, and the both people that he really cares about betraying him. Like, in, like he says, like you've betrayed me, and that mm-hmm. rings true. It's like they kind of have, and we've kind of not been okay with this. It's like you're breaking Dargo's heart. You're screwing him over. Yeah, going behind and his back, having sex with each other. It's like that's not okay. And Joffy gets off in. Incredibly-
1: incredibly easy because i was oh yeah
0: part of me was certain that he was
1: just going to destroy him
0: yeah and it's i was amazed she didn't didn't go into like lux and the hyper rage yeah or like paint the walls red yeah okay if i want to do some i don't know about theorizing but some I'm reading into that right that mm-hmm. he doesn't completely go off on them i think it ties into what i said like he does care a lot about them oh yeah and so it's, it's, even it's, even with all of this he's not prepared to just freak out and like he burns the thing into Jothy but that's as bad as it gets he doesn't knock him out he doesn't try and kill him which again like very early on in Farscape Dargo probably probably would have oh yeah but he's he's grown a lot more and has opened up him, himself to actually caring about other people again Jothy is still his son he's still and his son and even Chiana is like he feels betrayed and is never going to listen to them and much less want to talk to them again but he's not, he, he's, but not gonna, he's not
1: going to he's not going to do them any excessive harm
0: basically he's not going to kill them which you know he does, he's, he, yeah he's, that's probably the better wording he's for he's threatened to do that to some of his friends before you know really? like John and it's like if you do that I'll kill you it's like he doesn't do that he holds himself yeah. back because he does still care about these people even if he can't ever talk to them again
1: What's also interesting in this scene is that Jothi is using his name. He's calling him Dargo. Yeah, I
0: noticed that. He stopped
1: calling him Dad.
0: And that, oh, and that that comes up a lot in like dramas about you know estranged fathers. Is like, and you can always see that that hurts them. Mm. Like to not call them Dad or whatever. It's yeah. To call them by their name because then you're not their father. You're their father. You're just someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, oh. It's really heavy, and it's like you, awesome. both of you, the two of you, Jothi and Chiana, you s- screwed up this relationship, this whole thing that, I mean, you broke his heart, really. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so after that, huh, we're back on the station, and the DRDs have picked up a signal. <laughs> I love that the DRD that Stark is working on. It's like, oh, we got a signal. And he uh, picks it up <laughs> and moves it around.
1: And he's uh, first he goes to Morli- uh, Mordil, and it's like, no, it's not you.
0: And he's basically using it like a, yeah, like Geiger counter, like. Beep 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 beep
1: beep 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 it's not him. And then John and Borlik come in, and it's like. Yeah, pointing at her. And she suddenly gets nervous, and it's like, it must be broken. Why are you pointing it at me? That can't be happening. It's like the the usual response to this.
0: Hey, what's going on? Why is it making noise? it's like, no, no, I like that John says, "Are you certain about this thing
1: working, Stark?" He says, "Yes." And just as Borley uh, is attempting to leave, John grabs his pistol, points it at her, yeah. and he says, "Well, give it, a, give it a Scooby snack."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like a little callback. I still love John like making references that nobody gets. Yeah, he's the only one who would get those. And I actually I prefer that they just look confused and they don't they don't go for like what's a scooby snag? Yeah, know. Like, I like they're just like, they're used to it now. So they're just like, that's, that's just John. It's that's, that's half fine. the stuff he Whatever. says doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, but so Bollock starts then chanting and her eyes kind of roll back in her head and turn white. Uh-huh. And basically the exorcist, we need to call an exorcist. <laughs> now. Yeah. Exorcist happens because she just starts chanting, her eyes go white, and then she just floats up into the air and sticks to the wall. <laughs> And it's so like, weird. what is.? Yeah, no, I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is weird. And she's just constantly chanting. Uh, it's like, look, <laughs> Marokapi.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to try and repeat <laughs> it too much. And just continuously, like.
0: all the time. <laughs> it's really I have annoying. my notes.
1: Goddamn, religious salads. it. <laughs>
0: Uh, and yeah, she's stuck up against the ceiling. She's actually somehow magnetized herself to stick up there. Yeah, <laughs> Rachel floats up. And is like, well, why don't we just cut the bitch down and get her out of here? Yeah, blast her down. Yeah, or we'll just we'll just kill her. It's like, well, first of all, we don't know that killing her will stop the signal. Second of all, if we rupture the pipe that she's stuck against, it would free, it would burst out with uh, like coolant and freeze everything and be a Bad idea.
1: Yeah, ten seconds. Like, we'd be dead at ten seconds. Yeah. Says.
0: So she's stuck there. Um, so Rigel floats up and he's like, no, I'm just gonna kill her now. And just starts headbutting her. He's <laughs> like, you, you, what do you think that's gonna do, Rigel? You think that's actually gonna kill her? It's making him feel better. Yeah. And he's like, Sparky, get down from there. And eventually he's like, just just shut her up. And he puts a cloth in, in her mouth. <laughs> like,
1: and I love John saying she ever did deep, Rigel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're still chanting through the, the, <laughs> yeah. the gag, yeah. Uh, and um I think it's uh Mortal who says, you know, it's hydro steel, yeah, know, is what it is what the pipe's made of. Mm-hmm. And so Crichton says to Pilot, it's like, Do we have any hydro steel uh, on board Moya that we could yeah. use that we could stick her to and yeah, then take her out? Because he's thinking
1: like if we can get a bigger piece of hydro steel, we can basically just Use that to pull her off the wall and move that thing around.
0: Yeah, and so Pilot does some checking. He finds out that, yes, actually, the cryo chambers that they brought on board, conveniently, one of them is now empty. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, would you look at that. That's uh, nice. <laughs> That's convenient. What happened, to the, what happened to the guy that was in there? I, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> There's a problem, though, of course. Of course. There's always a problem. Because Moya is stuck in the cables... So mm-hmm. even if they, you know, take Borlic off the station and put her in the pod, then they can't get away fast enough to keep the storm away.
1: Yeah, because that's their plan. Take, take the thing that's pulling it in and basically divert the storm uh, like that.
0: He says, okay, well, get Dago to take a look at that and try and sort it. It's like, I've tried, but he's not answering his comms. Yeah. And Rigel, because <laughs> Rigel, Rigel, who's on the station now, and he says, well, I might have an idea about that
1: yeah I, th- I think I know why
0: yeah and we of course we don't need to see that explanation um, nope. so we cut then to Crichton uh, going to see Dargo and Dargo is sat in the uh, mess, hall. mess hall kind of staring at he's actually drinking he's
1: in a drunken stupor
0: and Crichton comes in and up behind him Dargo says like did you know did you know about this because remember what John said at the beginning of the episode John says like I know about it now Yeah, I didn't know it back then and he says, look, we need your help. Okay, otherwise we're all going to die. And then Dario turns around, you know, he's drunk, and he looks up at John, and like, then we die. Yeah. He's Bec- destroyed. He says they broke his heart. And he's, he's, you know, he's upset. He's very clearly upset. And I think he's crying at this point. hmm And he's been drinking, and he's like, no, they broke my heart. I'm not doing anything for anyone. We can all die. I don't care anymore. Yeah,
1: and... <sighs> The thing is, you can see John being like, "I would like nothing more but to just leave you here and grieve," because what they did is horrible. But I need you now.
0: Need your help, yeah. And he, you know, he goes to touch him on the shoulder. He gets thrown off, brushed off his. <laughs> yeah, hissing, hissed away. It's like, oh god. Okay, so Dargo's not helping so we gotta figure something else out so Crichton goes to get the uh, cryopod and is wheeling it through Moya with Jothy and Chiana and oh Crichton is pissed off at them he's like what What the hell were you thinking well clearly weren't thinking It's like no you weren't thinking it's like I, I love the line he gives it's like you both betrayed the one person on Moya who would have done anything for either of you
1: yeah he would have given his life for both of you
0: yeah and you go behind his back and you betray him like this you're just, uh terrible people. That crane. Yeah. Or <laughs> I mean, not even, but it's because it's like, this is just like, no, you guys, you screwed up. What the hell? <laughs> you two fucking suck. You're awful, Part of my language. horrible people. Why would you do this? And as I said, you're like, Dargo's a good guy. He would have done anything for you and you betrayed him. Duh, awful. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, he's arguing with them while they're wheeling the uh, thing through Moya. Dargo who is still drunk, he's walking through uh, Access Corridor in Moya. And Mm -hmm. he's kind of stumbling along. It's like, oh, need your help, Dargo. Oh, they always want help.
1: Oh, while you're at it, Dargo, could you please put your hands on the wall spread your legs so we can kick you in the (laughs) (laughs) Meevongs?
0: He's kind of... uh, I love the drunkenly slurring. He's like... yeah. (laughs) What he's actually doing is he's going to an exterior hatch. And he says that um, I'm going out to check the cables. And Pilot's like, I thought you weren't going to. It's like, well, I changed my mind. So Pilot, uh, what Pilot says is he's going to put an inertial field on the outside so you can kind of walk around a bit. And Dago puts on like a breathing mask so that he can get out there in case he has to stay out there longer. Yeah, because remember, Luxons can survive. Uh, was it 15 minutes? About a quarter of an arm in space, yeah. in vacuum, with no problem.
1: I'm assuming if the breather mask you can stick around there even a bit longer.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's going out. He's still drunk. <laughs> but yeah. He's heading out. And
1: this is weird because Pilot gets the inkling of, wait a second, what is he doing? And he's like, Dargo, what are you doing? And then Dargo says, goodbye, Pilot.
0: Yeah, and he just and he goes out, steps outside. And then
1: outside they continue their conversation.
0: You can't say yeah. goodbye and just keep talking. Yeah. That's not how that works. It's a little bit weird. It's like, no, he tries to do, like, I'm going outside. I may be some time. But then immediately he's like, okay, pilot, where do I go? Yeah, like, (laughs) it's like you can't, that's not like a goodbye. No, you can't, you can't be, like,
1: all dramatic and be like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself because I don't want to live anymore. (laughs)
0: Okay, which cable do I pull? Uh, Yeah. yeah. uh, Oh, hi, hi. uh, How's it going? Oh, I thought this thing was up. No, I thought you hung up. No, you hang up. (laughs) You hang up. Oh, dear. So he's gone outside to try and uh, get them untangled. Meanwhile, Stark and Crichton have got the cryopod uh, aboard the station. Mm -hmm. And they sort of edge it closer towards Bawling, like, hey, look at this. Got some hydrosteel. You know what's going to happen with that? And she's like,
1: no, 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 no.
0: (laughs) And it's just and just goes flying directly into it. And they close the door on her (laughs) like, there we go. I also like, because she's still chanting,
1: like, like luck, could be, luck, could be. And they just close us, like, again, it's muted. Oh, nice.
0: It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Pilot comes over the comms to Crichton and tells him that Dargo has gone outside the ship and is trying to move the cables. And John's like, oh, God, oh no.
1: <laughs> I like it. Why did you let him go outside? Why did you let him do that? And I don't know if you caught this, but <laughs> Pilot says... I think you should just shut up and do something about it. Well, no, he's like, I would shut
0: up and get moving, basically. Yeah. <laughs> of like... like, did pilot just tell John to shut up? Pilot's getting sassy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, no, we don't have much time. Just shut up and get on with it. And so dago has been removing cables. And we actually have a shot of, like, this set, which is the outside of Moya. It's bumpy, lumpy, sort of copper-coloured ground, which is Moya's skin. And there's these cables that he's, you know, removing, pulling them off. Or there's two cables that are left, and they're power cables.
1: Or they're powered or something. Yeah, they're not entirely clear, but it's...
0: Basically, they've got power running through them. Yeah, and he
1: needs to divert that first.
0: Pilot doesn't have control over them. He can't turn them off. And he's like, wait for Crichton. Crichton will be here soon. He'll help you. And Dago's like, no, I don't need to wait for Crichton. And Chiana and, tells Dargo to wait over the comms.
1: And Dargo says pretty much, like, I'm never listening to you ever again, remember? Yeah,
0: you'll never tell me what to do. And Chiana's like, Crichton, you speak with him. And it's like, no, Dargo will not listen. And he does the same thing again. He says goodbye. He says it to Crichton, and he touches the two cables together, which causes them to short out, you know, yeah. killing the power. And Dargo just gets electrocuted and f- starts floating up. Now, he's got a rope around his waist. So he's, he's tethered, but he's just floating there above Moya. Clearly like unconscious.
1: He doesn't continue the conversation in this case. He's really, he really did <laughs> okay. say goodbye.
0: Yeah. So, Crichton gets his uh, space suit on. You know, the same black space suit we've seen to wear, wear a couple of times.
1: Also, Chiana's reaction to that, by the way. Yeah. It's just completely distraught.
0: Yeah, and so Crichton's getting ready to go outside and Chiana's like, let me come with, let me help. And it's like, listen. Shut up. Not going. I'm going outside. Get out. We don't have much time. Let me Get on with this.
1: Yeah, and Jothi is also like, I can come along. I'm half Luxon. I can survive out there. It's like, one, we don't know that. Two, go away. You're slowing me down. Yeah. It's like um, you're being useless. Was so he, pretty much what I heard.
0: Yeah. So he puts the helmet on, puts the spacesuit on, and, and just like climbs out there. Meanwhile, like I want to say, while this has been going on, Aaron has been like going through tunnels and being like, oh, which way do I go? Oh, this way. Okay. Oh, Aaron has been in this episode. Yeah, but I hadn't as, noticed a little bit. Uh, yeah, she's had like her own B plot that's been going that's on. She doesn't even have a plot. I'm Not sorry. Not really. It's just like go look for the kids, and it was going well until she fell through the hole, and then she's yeah, just and then been it's just like there's herself. a few
1: shots where she's like walking one direction, walking other direction, talking to some characters. Like there's finds
0: there's... A, a sign and says the Mortals, like, oh yes, you're almost there. Keep going. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, I know I
1: understand that not every character can have something to do in an episode, but this is kind of insulting that we do cut towards it, but there's literally nothing happening there.
0: Yeah. Mm, okay, I'll talk more about that once we wrap up what actually happened, because I'm to talk about the structure of this episode when we get mm-hmm. there. So, john has gone outside, you know, he's gone to free Moya, and, well, he has to get Daga, but he's got to free Moya first. Aaron has actually now found the hatch that goes down into the, quote, well, what they say it's the nursery, and she's like, okay, what's the code? How do I get in? What's the code to the door? But Mordel, back up, you know, with everyone else in the bar, he's been dying because of in- he was injured during the-, the first storm. And of course, right now, he croaks. Yeah, he dies just before he's able to give uh, the code to Aaron. So she's like,
1: uh-huh. oh, great. I like how she-, she takes out the gun she's bought at the start of the episode. She... Steps back into a corner and ends it at a patch. like, well, here goes nothing. hope this works. She shoots. And the thing just blasts. There's a loud explosion and just a part of it shoots off. But it slaps open and she sits down on the ground, surprised. And is like, well, throw me dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you see that one of the kids comes underneath and looks up, and then there's another one and another one. There's about, like, five of them. Yeah, this is
1: where I actually find out that there's more than one kid, because they were looking for uh, just a girl.
0: Yeah, and, and she could you could hear her sort of yelling, making noise. Mm-hmm. I think they were just standing there looking up like, you know... There's the beautiful, children. angelic
1: music and everything. Yeah, it's a little bit
0: like... Whatever. Yeah.
1: Eh. 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 That's, that's pretty much my response to this. I'm like... There hasn't really been any interesting journey to get here. No, so this, this thing is. Choir isn't really working for me.
0: No, it's, you haven't really got me invested in this at all. Uh, yeah, it's like you said. It's just kind of whatever. It's just kind of ends there, and that's where that part of the episode. That's it, where that. There's a few scenes with them
1: went. run with her and the kids running back later, but that's about it. Yeah, we will get back to that at the very end of the episode.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, Crichton, who's now he's outside Moira as well. And he's you know detaching stuff, but yeah, he's um, crawling.
1: He's crawling over Moya. And can I just say, we get in that suit, we get a beautiful outline of his butt.
0: Yeah, very nice, very nice. Clearly been doing squats and lunges yep, and stuff yep, like yep. That. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did have that down, but I, I wasn't going to be the first one to mention it. I was just, <laughs> I, you know me, I have no shame about things. <laughs> but he manages to get the cable. Almost, he's got one of them free, but then he goes floating off. He slips, and he's just. Floating up, and he's like, "Whoa, oh no!" But he gets caught by Dargo. So da- da- da. Dargo's okay. He's regaining consciousness, and they both are able to grab the last cable and pull it off. And Krane yeah. is getting ready to go inside. It's so like we got to get it back in because we're yeah. gonna move soon. And Dargo's like, "No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going, man." I mean, he
1: doesn't say anything. Dargo just sits down. And what I love is that John. Despite everything that's happening, everything that, all the chaos that's going on around them, yeah, John still takes the time to just sit down next to Dargo and says, like, look, I'm not going inside without you.
0: Yeah, and, and we cut away from that scene. We don't actually see them go back inside, but no. the next scene, like, the storm is starting to shake the station. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we've got to get out of here soon.
1: Aaron is basically drill sergeant in the kids like
0: keep moving keep moving. Yep. Hot 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 get them out of there. And so Chiana and Joffy have gone to see Dargo who he's in like the access shaft yeah. and John's like okay you two take care of him. I got to do other stuff. <laughs> and Dargo's like barely able to talk. He's like you two come here. I want you both to stay away from me. Yeah. And they back off, and he's again crying. He's like, ah, I crying. Yeah,
1: he's, he's totally distraught.
0: So now, we get Crichton, who's gone to check on Borlick
1: Yeah, because they're like, they're, their plan is to just dump the pod at some point Yeah, out the window. And the pod is open.
0: Yeah, pod's open, and Borlick is actually stuck to a wall of Moya. Yeah. And she's like, you won't be able to cut me down in time. I was able to reconfigure the magnetics inside me and stick to the, to this wall of the Leviathan you'll never get me down Ah, oh. entirely
1: how magnetics work but it's science fiction so who cares
0: I yeah it's a little bit odd like that but uh, so Crichton is like oh well that's oh, it oh well you, bummer you, you've beaten us you win you're too smart for us and <laughs> the delivery of this next line is a little bit interesting because he's like oh but um, that wall that you're on and he kind of like gestures with his hand It's like it's detachable. <laughs> She's like, no, you lie. No, no, there'll still be
1: burnt in a, a fire. And no, no, no. And John
0: just walk, walks out the room. It's like, like, okay. Waving his hand. He's like, come on, girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> he's like, okay, pilot, I'm clear. Blow this woman in the
0: space. Detach the damn door. and Okay, so. Yeah, no, this- I had this as well. This is. This is weird, right? Huh? This is out of character for Pilot, because what he does is he's like, "All right, detach the door," and he just starts laughing maniacally. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, the light makes <laughs> it creepy. And <laughs> like, oh. And he like, ah, ha, 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 and like raises oh. up his claws and like pushes down on the buttons. and he just bursts out into maniacal laughter. It's like, da! Ha, 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 and the door goes flying off, like gets detached and gets hit by the storm. And Explodes. everyone is okay, but Pilot's just like cackling evilly while he does it. So disconcerting! It's like what? Why is Pilot doing this? It's like I don't understand. Who are you? What have you done with our Pilot? It just comes out of nowhere as well. I expect from Pilot like a little smug smile. Yeah, of like hmm. <laughs> nope. Or maybe Not... maybe even.
1: Angry eyebrows with more uh, with smiles like gotcha,
0: not not just like a big full on like evil genius laugh kind of thing. That was weird. That was weird. I mean, I I, I guess they were trying something, but it really didn't work. It was a weird choice. Like on its own, it's kind of funny, but it's like it doesn't fit and (laughs) it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the storm follows Bolik and hits her instead, and everyone is okay. So you know the children are back on the station. Stark is talking to and says, oh, "Oh, I've got this map. I found a planet. F- we'll find a planet for you. We've got yeah. some more maps. We'll we'll go looking."
1: Yeah, and I but, like that Zan says, "If she is willing," references the goddess. It's like, yeah,
0: ah, okay. Crichton and Aaron have a scene, well, well, it's the same scene, but we pull back to Crichton and Aaron, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a chat. And uh, he's like, "I've been thinking about your suggestion. You know, I've been thinking about what you said." and I was like you know what no you're right we shouldn't do anything
1: and he's like well about the fluids well there will be a backlog and they're- it's weird because this is shot and i think the audio is also doing a little bit of of romance and it's like they're having these smiles and i'm like i don't get i don't get how this is romantic i'm sorry it's not
0: romantic i think what it is is like they're both kind of playing off each other and they're not entirely saying no right What? okay yeah i What's going on is, it basically, it's me. kind of a bit of, like, banter of, like, well, there'll be a backlog, and we'll get to that at some point. Ah, I and see. And they're smiling and, you know, laughing a little bit, and it's like, Aaron's like, oh, no, you know, we, we shouldn't do that, maybe we should wait, and it's like... They're waiting. That's what they're doing. They're waiting and they're acknowledging... That makes, the, that makes a lot of sense. They're actually. acknowledging that, that, that all that stuff is there, but they're like, okay, we'll wait a little bit. And well, what about well, there'll be a backlog? <laughs> that makes sense. Because Aaron, the, and, the primary
1: yeah. reason Aaron doesn't want to get into this is because uh, she doesn't want other people to die. So it, I guess it makes sense for her to be like, look, once we're in a position where I feel we're safe enough that I don't have to be the soldier all the time protecting everyone, then we'll talk.
0: Exactly, I uh, like better. As and, a, Will they? Won't they? Yeah, and they're acknowledging that the feelings are there, and they're not, you know, repressing, you know, suppressing them. They're like, yeah. they're there, but you know, we need to find the right time, and now is not the mm-hmm. right time. Yeah. Even though it kind of in this scene, they're like they both kind of want to a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. now we need, we still need to wait a little bit. All right, so that's not where the episode ends, of course, because we have to put a button on this uh, Dago and Joffy and Chiana thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, another intense scene is about to happen so jothy's talking to chiana and he says i'm just gonna leave i'm not gonna talk to dargo i'm just gonna go he says can you tell my father if he lets you that i will return
1: someday to make it up to both of you
0: yeah and what's actually going on is that i've been mean, using the same thing that rigel was using you know, hacking into the Clamshell. Dargo is actually watching from the mess hall.
1: Yeah, he's listening in on this conversation between Jothi and Chiana.
0: And it's actually, the lighting in this city is very dark and strong shadows in there, so it's it's a little bit more emotional, I think.
1: He's, turn, he's turned all the lights off. Turned the lights Basically, off. the only light in there is the light of the... Uh, the light that is falling in from the hallway and the light of the screen. Yeah. And clamshell.
0: Yeah, and Jothi says, I betrayed Dargo. And she says, it it's not all your fault. I was involved in this as well, and so, okay, so then Jothi says, why did you do it, and Chiana says, well, she didn't like Dargo's plans for, for the two of them.
1: Which she literally says like, he wanted me to live on a farm, a farm of all things, almost like, ridiculing it a little bit. No, she,
0: she, she calls it like his, she, he had plans for like his stupid farm. Yeah, exactly. And it cuts like to Dargo, who's like watching that. he's and actually, Dargo watching this, of course, he's crying heavily, and he's... Yeah, there's
1: There's tears running over his cheeks.
0: Yeah, and she's like, he wanted me to live on his stupid farm, and I know he wouldn't have taken no for an answer, so I had to do something unforgivable. I'm like, what? I was like, that's how you get out of it? Because you're like, saying no
1: and being insistent on that was harder than breaking his freaking heart?
0: Yeah, it was not the sensible thing to do. Also destroying his relationship with his son? Like we said, they're not holy good people they don't always make the right choice and it's like this was not the there's not the right choice and there's clearly the worst choice i know so here's the thing with this i don't think this is like a retcon in the sense of like the writers doing this Mm -hmm. of like oh we need to figure out a reason i'm pretty sure they had an idea of why they were doing this in the first place but this scene to me feels like chiana rationalizing why they did it that could be the case because yeah. we kind of it's it's implied when they start doing it because it's like oh he wants to settle down and Chiana doesn't and so she's kind of rebelling against that. And it's like then Joffy is there and they start and often it all kind of it somewhat flows naturally there even though it's wrong even though it's you know not mm-hmm. a good thing to do it still feels like there's that tension there and it builds up to it and now she's like well it was i had to do something unforgivable it it felt to me, a little bit like she was explaining why she did it to herself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think that's you know writers like oh we need to figure out a reason. I'm pretty they, that was clearly there from the start. But this yeah. scene is like
1: it's Gianna talking to herself, finding an excuse for herself yeah, that isn't just I, I like the adventurous side of this guy more than yeah
0: they. yeah that's how I would interpret that. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's that's one way of looking at it. I think.
1: Yeah. And then. Oh, God, this shot is so beautiful. So, yeah. It's so um, heartbreaking.
0: Okay, there's a couple of other. Like, before we cut back to Dargo, it's like. So, Jothy says, with a little smile, it's like, You used me. And mm-hmm. uh, she's like, Yeah, but you enjoyed it, didn't you? And, and that's when he says, You know, if, if Dargo will listen to me, like, tell, yeah. tell him I'm sorry and that I'll come back one day. So, then. Dargo's watching. So, he's got the other union tattoo. Because remember, there were two one for each partner and he puts it down on the table and he sprinkles something on it. Some sort of chemical
1: thing. Yeah, right? burning stuff in Yeah,
0: because it then erupts into flames and there's this jet of fire coming off the table as he burns the other tattoo and he's just crying and looking into it. And I love
1: the shot of seeing him with the fire lighting his face.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. A really nice shot. And tears it's... over
1: his eyes, and that's the only thing that's lighting him at that point.
0: And that's the final shot of the episode. Like... It's No, it gets better.
1: There's oh, one oh. minor little detail, and it. I feel it matters that we don't just see that ending
0: on the burning. The fire mm. actually goes out. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we end. It burns away, and then, poof, end of the episode. It's like it, it wasn't destroyed, it's gone. Yeah, it's important that we see that it has been completely destroyed. I meant
1: it's gone more in the relationship and everything since. Well, yeah, obviously It's not destroyed, it's over. The fire going out is basically being like, it's done.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, if they had cut away from the fire, then you lose that kind of uh, subtext, and it's like, it's started, but is it truly over? Is it ended? It's like, no, it's burned down, it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, that's the final scene, and we end there. So that was Sons and Lovers. This is a hard one to put. A, yeah, a, a it's feeling. a very mixed bag. Actually. It really is because I think we've come across this problem several times. So it's like all the character stuff with Dago and Joffy and Chiana, really good, like great stuff. Just Love right. it. <laughs> Love it. And even the stuff with there's less of it, but like Aaron and Crichton is actually kind of interesting. It's like oh, where are they going with this? Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of stuff between Stark and Zan. That's all good. And then there's actually a plot that that has to hang around. Yeah, the plot isn't... The plot's that. kind of just whatever, right?
1: Yeah, and it's also the fact that the whole bit with Aaron just walking through all the corridors and then finding these kids and all this angelic music, I'm like...
0: What the hell really? is this all
1: about? It's, yeah, like, like I, I'm okay with I'm okay with her just having a thing to do, but yeah. the whole ending made me scratch my head. It's like, they <laughs> these kids just have been happy and Aaron being happy with finding them and doing yeah.
0: it like that. Honestly, like I had down in my notes jumbled. Like This episode yeah. felt a little bit all over That's, the place. Watching this, I've been trying to wrap my head around what it is and
1: I think it's jumbled. There's it's, a lot of things happening. There's a few things where I'm like, it could have cut and the main plot seems the least interesting of it all.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you could easily have cut out Aaron looking for the kids entirely. Yeah. And I honestly think that would have helped the episode a lot because... it's <laughs> The only thing it accomplished was remove her from the rest of the plot where I think
1: it would have been more interesting to have her also talk to Dargo. Because yeah, of the connection yeah.
0: They It's funny, because Aaron is crawling around in a tunnel tubes the whole time. Actually reminds me of something from Star Trek. It's like, on set of Star Trek, right, there were, like, tubes or, like, a tunnel or Jeffrey's tubes or whatever, and they would have labels on them that said uh, GNDN, and it, well, what it stands for sums up that side plot with Aaron. Goes nowhere, does nothing. <laughs> yep I'm not, that's, I'm like, that's, that's pretty much it yeah and it could easily I, I would prefer if they had cut it like okay we don't get to see her rescue some kids whatever it doesn't yeah really that's do very that much it might have been better and like we said all the all the stuff that she has with the conversation she has with john happens before and then after that yeah well once she goes and falls through the floor then it's like she's off doing her own thing. And there's a few scenes like
1: remember Erin, she's still here, okay let's get back to the rest.
0: Yeah, and I mean even the rest of the plot, it's, again it's a standalone episode, right, which coming off from the previous one and like the last few episodes of season 2 where it was all connected and it was all Scorpius and Peacekeepers and stuff and it was really good and like that's really what we want to see and it's like oh they're back to kind of somewhat episodic content which is I'm okay, I'm okay it, with episodic content it can be good but um... is, like you said it feels like the
1: main plot was stapled onto the other plot threads like we need a main plot and like I, I think actually if they cut out the main plot and really focused on the th- three relationships that we're talking about here hmm. just on Moya make it, maybe even make it a ball
0: episode uh, yeah, that could they're work. It might have better. I don't know. I mean, you'd I, have to write a completely new script. So I'm... I th- I think cutting out Aaron's side plot would help immensely. That also streamlines the episode, so we're not cutting away to that every, uh, every once in a while. So that you have just this one line, this main plot that, that's going on that they have to fix while they're dealing with the emotional things. Mm-hmm. It would just make it more focused, a bit more tighter. Yeah, Um, Stuff that was good in this episode, definitely, like, the CG work has held up pretty well, I think. Yeah, it was like, yes, it's not current CG, but it's also, it doesn't feel old. No, I mean, you can tell it's it's aged a little bit because, you know, things are a little simpler. There's not like that, you know, like, the lighting is much more bright and colorful and not so, you know, realistic and, you know.
1: I have a very easy barometer to see if the CG (laughs) is aged or not. If it, the CG reminds me more of the fact that I'm watching an old show than the 4x3 ratio.
0: <laughs> oh, right, yeah, right, of course. <laughs> and, again, the puppetry of uh, all the Jim Henson... Mordal was great. It's Mordil just sad was, that he, he was
1: good. Rarely gets used for anything.
0: Yeah, he just kind of stands behind the bar the whole time and dies. Uh... Gives some information and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, there was also this... Uh, weirdly, like, the set dressing, or, like, the sets that they were using were not that great. Eh. They were kind of serviceable. So, yeah, really, it was... I mean. <laughs> Everything, all that's the money fine. went into Mordil. So. Yeah, clearly that's why I mean, I was like, why well, you, you spent all the money on him, and then there's all this other stuff that was mm-hmm. kind of just yeah. So, like I said, it's hard to rate it because overall, the overall feeling is kind of a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. But then you have this really intense stuff with Dargo and Chiana and Jothi, and that's really good. But on the whole, I feel like this is an average episode. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's hard. Funny. It's hard to call it an average episode though, because of all the. All, all the characterization of Dargo is very, very good. Yeah. But taken as a whole,
1: you're right. It's. I think it's, it, uh, it's I'm going three. for a three out of five.
0: It's a three, and if we just had this plot, and we hadn't had all this emotional stuff with Dargo, right, then this would rate a lot lower.
1: Yeah, it would. It could have totally been a two, actually. Yeah. It's. It's case. all that
0: character work is helping to prop it up a little bit because mm-hmm. the actual plot is whatever. I just I want more Scorpius. I want more Peacekeepers. I want more of that stuff because that's that's the you know the really great stuff that we've seen. Yeah. But like we said, episodic stuff can be fine, and Farscape has done great with that before. But uh, this episode nope. was kind of. A little bit all over eh. the place, bit of a mess, which is a shame, but uh, hopefully things will start picking up i I hope we don't have the same thing we did in season two where it's like the first half is kind of whatever, and then it gets good. Well, I yeah. really hope
1: that doesn't happen because i I like this being good all the time. Yeah. I need to do this every week.
0: <laughs> you want to look forward. To, I mean we do of course, but yeah. um, I kept, I'm always I, hoping like
1: oh this is this
0: is going to pick up. this might actually be yeah, you want to continually improve, effect. and you know as as it goes on that's you know what it should do. But yeah, well, you shall see. All right, so let's see what's up next week. So next week we start a two-part episode. Okay, good. That's usually promising. Yeah, and the title of the 2 part is uh, Self-Inflicted Wounds. And, Why are uh, you hitting yourself? Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> so uh, next week is Self-Inflicted Wounds Part 1, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Okay. And I can give you a brief like blurb for it. It's uh, yeah. Moya collides and becomes fused with a wormhole research vessel leaving the crew to try and find a way out. That's interesting. Yeah, I like the idea of wormhole research threshold. Sounds interesting, because that could tie into what John's you know, up to, wormholes and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, that will be next week, and we'll be back then. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, like I said, we'll see you next week. Until then, you can find us around the interwebs. I'm at Carmel Hats on Twitter. Red is at for Doggy Tree. Yes! And go to uk for all my previous episodes and other projects, all of which is supported by the Carnwell Hats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash carnwellhats. And we'll see you next time. And uh, goodbye for now. Goodbye. goodbye.
1: Okay, good. Well, let's get to. What are you doing up there on the ceiling?
0: Yeah, my, uh, magnetics kind of stopped working. they fluctuated a bit, and I, I don't know how to get down. <sighs>
1: I'll get the spatula.
0: Thank you.